0: Welcome to the Root to Rise talk show with Angel Rohr and Rebecca Haywood. We are on a mission to assist you with reconnecting to your internal wisdom, support you with unconditional love, and respectfully guide you towards your next transformative step in your rise to freedom. Take a look in this mirror we provide and join us on our mission, Root to Rise. See you in there. Hello there, and welcome back. This is our second episode with Rebecca Haywood. I'm so excited to come and hang out with you again. Mm-hmm. And today, Seth is joining us. Surprise! Yeah. Rebecca Rebecca wanted to come and play with you, too. So I'm going to just pass it on over and, and let you share the why. Yeah, the why. The
1: why I wanted Seth to come play today. You know... I just, I love your embodiment of the masculine. Can we, can we stop saying the divine masculine, the divine feminine, and assume that this is what we all are? <laughs> yeah, right. A really beautiful assumption to take on rather than the other, right? That we're not. And I just really love your embodiment of the masculine, Seth. You play the role, literally of protector in the world as a firefighter and get the the gentle the soft the the holding that that you bring to our conversations when we're all just hanging out uh to what i imagine you're going to bring in teotihuacan it'll be our first time in teotihuacan together in april yeah. and i just had zero doubt about inviting you as one of the guardians the space holders and Likewise with this conversation, because it's something I've been craving on these journeys and retreats is to have more of that masculine presence, right? Not just in attendance, (laughs) right? You know, notoriously, historically, it's generally, well, I used to be about 60, 40, surprisingly female to male attendance on my retreats. And I've noticed it's actually been waning and leaning more and more towards the feminine, which is in part my message, right? And that, that mother energy that comes through me. And yet, you know, I, 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 I'm wanting that to get these men to this beautiful place and to have such a beautiful reflection of the masculine that isn't hasn't been castrated by his spirituality right and this is rare okay where a man is still standing as a man right standing in his fullness and standing in his ownership of being a guardian right being a protector being the earth that cradles the riverbed of a woman's flow right of a feminine flow let's put it that way instead of masculine and feminine you know embodied we, we all have both right we know this and yet the, the beauty in your embodiment and what it offers you know this reflection that hey psst, we're not wrong as men right we're not wrong holding this space holding this solid earth And, you know, the name of our journey is Root to Rise, right? (laughs) Root to Rise. And for me, that masculine energy offers such a grounding, a different kind of grounding than that womb energy that I hold. And so I'm just so pleased that not only will you be joining us in Teotihuacan, but you'll be, that you're here as part of this dialogue, this ongoing dialogue, uh, as a reflection of the other men out there that, you know, I've just seen it so often. I mean, you know what I mean, right? Castrated by their spirituality, right? And for those that don't know exactly what I mean, I'll try to go into it a little bit more of this this softening of the masculine that is sort of like trying to be the good boy for mama, (laughs) right? trying to be the good boy and sort of dampening. So it's not really a softening, it's a dampening of that solid earth that you can root us into. And so many men carry a deep shame in them, specifically from their mother, right? Whether mom was directly shaming son for being a man, or more often than not, it's that mom was shaming dad. And then the son takes that wound in that I need to be less like dad, you know, that there's something innately wrong here as a man, right? And being a man. And so he sort of takes that wound on and, you know, and and in that dampens, dampens his own natural expression right and man we need more men in the spiritual <laughs> communities right hallelujah yes and with that full spectrum presence which is really what i see in Seth. you know and i really really appreciate that yeah, yeah.
2: well I, I appreciate your words it's a, you know it's, it's an honor to be here and be a part of the conversation. You know, we don't, we don't just deserve a seat at the table because we were born, you know, we don't deserve to be in charge just because we were born men. Mm-hmm. So it it's an honor to be here for that and just to be a part of it. And I, I don't think you're alone. I don't think it's, the world is, is crying out for true masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. It, we, calling it divine confuses things, I think in people's mind, but they're, the world needs it. The earth needs it, even within our own, even within men, we need it. Yes. Men are crying out for it. It's not just women. Like if, if as a man, you're sitting there going, yeah, women want more masculinity. It's like, no, you are crying out for it. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to do it in different ways because you're too afraid to go in and connect with your heart and connect to life to find out what it really looks like, because what it really looks like may not be the mask that you've been told will get you accepted by society. And, and I guess I'm here to tell you that it's not, (laughs) it's not the mask that's going to get you accepted by society, but it is the truth that's going to change your world and the world around you. So stepping into that is not putting on a mask and putting on a different mask. And I think that's what you're, what you experience is men step into this space and they're told spirituality is, is kind and gentle and feminine because that's generally who's teaching it. Mm -hmm. Because that's who has been open to receiving the messages. Men have been more closed off for centuries. Mm -hmm. So women are more open to receiving the messages. So they tend to be the ones teaching it. So it comes across as mothering spirituality is mothering well part of it is you know we've been having this conversation lately like this this awareness as you know where they they say as above so below so on the on the the upper i mean in the 5d realms it's no different than in the 3d realms the way that mom and dad come together to provide that foundation as long as they have a you know a fairly healthy relationship They come together to provide both sides of that coin and it exists above as well. You know, the, the feminine and the masculine come together to create the balance. So that's kind of been this new awareness. It's not like things don't just automatically completely look different when you when you elevate your life. They just have a more, I guess, loving purpose, maybe a more, a more centered focus. Not so much outward, but inward. So if we go from our every day of, oh, the world tells me I need to be tough and have no feelings and, and you know, show up a certain way and then we go, okay, well, I want to be spiritual. So now I have to only have feelings of love and joy and I need to be kind and soft. Then we're just putting on a different mask and we're not really becoming the truth of who we are. And not every man that steps into his masculine is going to look like me or act like me but they'll own the parts of them that are still you know I the on a side notice you know the first time I stepped into a a, a community of spiritual on a retreat into a spiritual retreat I said oh you know hey this is my name and, and I like to you know I like to fish and hunt and oh, you do well. <laughs> well, yeah I I I go hunting Well, you do know that the people whose teachings that you worship so dearly also hunted, right? They went out and killed animals, harvested, you know, I prefer the word harvested, but they did it with respect for life, life feeding life, right? These these masculine things that we think of bad, like, oh, you hunt, you hate animals. No, no, I probably have a far more intimate relationship with the world around me than most spiritual people even before I stepped into this realm owning that all you know all things exist in all of us so don't just try to put on a new mask and that's where I think men keep falling short and, and not just men I think that's where we all fall short in tapping into the parts of us that aren't so innate you know for men tapping into that feminine side and for and for women tapping into that masculine side we try to put on the mask that we think it's supposed to look like instead of just saying I'm going to go heart centered and I'm just going to follow what comes up and that's the truth and it's going to look like what it looks like you know and we get caught up in the judgments of others but here's the reality you're going to be judged either way by the people who judge so you mm-hmm. might as well be judged for being the most true authentic version of you mm-hmm. instead of being the thing you're making up to try to please them because you're not going to please everybody no matter what except you can please yourself. That's the one person you have control over pleasing. And that happens when you step into that authenticity. It's, I appreciate the mirror back because I don't know good, bad, or or indifferent what, how I show up in the world is for other people. So when it's mirrored back to me, I think, oh, okay, well, I must be onto something. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So I do appreciate that mirror back and I appreciate the kind words. Uh, And and, opportunity to show up and and provide that container and safety both here and in in, uh, Teotihuacan when we go
1: yeah yeah absolutely thank you and and I love the the word authentic you know authenticity that's the word right instead of this divine masculine divine feminine authentic masculine authentic feminine
0: that's beautiful
1: right because we're all divine and it's all divine and yes we all have both masculine and feminine within us and you you expressed it so beautifully of you know that there's not one right or wrong way to be authentically masculine there's one way for you right Mm -hmm. and even that one way if it's truly authentic is going to be uh shifting right as you shift as the moment shifts as Life calls for something different from you, right? Um, the group calls, like its need calls you, right? And that's that's the word, authentic masculine, authentic feminine. And and we're all we're all guilty of it, even in the you know, the a feminine embodied we were just talking about, <laughs> sort of back in the beginning of my days in the Toltec of how. You know, the women in the community, I was such a tomboy and they all just wanted me to be woman, you know, be feminine. And like, there was something wrong with the way that I was choosing to embody my feminine. Right. And don't get me wrong. I'm really appreciative of the stretch, right. For for me to find my authentic feminine was a process of trying on different versions of feminine, Right. And not just the appearance of feminine, but also sort of that warrior feminine that that you so connect with Angel, right? And that soft feminine that really came to me so naturally. And so it was, you know, trying on all of these, you know, in the Toltec path. We talk about shape shifting, right? The Nahual, it's another definition for the Nahual, besides just the space between. The Nahual is also known as the shape shifter, right? And I think that's really, you know, regardless if we take this conversation away from masculine and feminine, it's really about loosening our grip, loosening or softening our rigidity of self wow. that we may become so flexible, like the Cariso cane, that we can bend and morph and and shift, shape shift as per the container that life is asking us to hold, right? The message that it's asking us to deliver or to embody, right? So, you know, I'd love to be able to talk about the masculine and feminine without these words, right? Because they hang people up, right? (laughs) They really hang people up. So much, especially today, right, with all of our sort of gender identities falling away, which is beautiful, beautiful for that fluidity to be returning to us, to our consciousness. And yet, you all, you both know in Teotihuacan, we worship the divine duality, right? Omateo, to the divine duality. It's in the name of Teotihuacan. Too <laughs> right, right, and it's the divine duality. It's, it's that it exists. That duality exists, right, and polarities exist, and it's natural and it's necessary, right, for for these to exist. And so, you know, my dream is that instead of fighting these dualities, you know, we just find like your word, we we return to their essence, to their true essence, to their authenticity, right? And I've been revisiting a teaching that Miguel gave me a a long time ago, and it just sort of came out of my mouth for, for a recent session with a client, mentoring session, and it was the divine skeptic, you know, to be the divine skeptic. And I was remembering what an amazing tool that was, because it's so hard to Suss out the truth in the arena of the mind, right? In the arena of the storyteller, everything's a story. So, (laughs) right? But the beauty about truth is that it doesn't need you to believe in it in order for it to exist, Miguel's words. And the example he would give is like the sun rising and setting. It doesn't need you to believe that it's going to rise in order for it to rise, right? And so that's the beauty about truth is, you know, it doesn't need your belief. So if you really want to discover what is authentic, what is your version of authentic masculine, right here, right now, your version of authentic feminine, your version of authentic you, authentic divinity, what is that? Well, suspend your belief, right? (laughs) Suspend your belief. In acting, they talk about suspending disbelief, you know, in this path, it's suspend your belief, just withhold your faith for a moment and, and, and see what remains, right? Without you holding it in place, holding up that mask, what remains? And I just think that that's so beautiful. And I I, I what I can see in you, Seth, that I see in many that have already, that came to spirituality with a, a very deep connection with nature, right, is that. There is already this connection with your human as an animal, right? Versus as the construct, right? And Mm -hmm. that gives you, gave you such a leg up. And it gives those who walk into spirituality such a leg up into that place of being authentic. Um, Because, wow, if we can really just surrender to our human as an animal. Just like the sun rising and setting, your animal, your human doesn't need to be taught how to be a woman or how to be a man. It doesn't need to be taught how to love or how to be loved, right? How to be God, how to be divine, right? All of these are natural, right? Natural to the human animal. In fact, it does a much better job without you. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: We
2: usually do a pretty good job of screwing it up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Once the mind gets involved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and another thought that came, Seth, that I'd love to sort of hear you speak into is, you know, this movement that we're all in of, you know, dissolving the patriarchy, breaking free from the patriarchy. And as you know, and maybe our viewers haven't heard this story yet, that the the Mother came through me, the Divine Mother came through me in Teotihuacan back in 2015, I think it was, and told me, you know, I'm coming, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> and She actually had me take all the men. We were in the temple of women and I'd already worked with all the women and she told me, send them off to the baths, the sacred baths and keep just the men. I wanna talk to them. And it was really beautiful because she was talking about her rise, her return, and really inviting them into it saying, But it won't be like before, that I need you, we need you. We rise together, hand in hand, together. And we need our carpenters, and we need our hunters, and we need our guardians, we need our protectors, our defenders, our warriors. We need the authentic masculine. They're the pillars of the temple, right? The pillars holding up the temple, right? They're the guardians at the entrance of the temple. They're the floor of the temple, they're a note in the song of the temple. Right. And, and, you know, for me, that message was very clear. And for all the men in the group, very clear. And they all received such a deep healing in that the reflection that was given to me was just like, oh, like I can just be like I can just be like you mean I get to be a man <laughs> and still be considered divine and, and, and not be left out of this <clears throat> evolution, this revolution. Absolutely. And yet I feel that and I see in the scuttle but you know, in the in the the collective mind and the hive mind that even though many are saying together we rise, there's there's still a lot of not quite meaning that, you know, it's sort of like, finally it's our turn again. And it's now it's gonna be a matriarchy. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, let's return to as We teach into a kind of divine duality, the coming together, the divine union, the divine union within, the divine union without, you know, let's return to that, that's my dream. And so I, I'm just curious in your experience, and witnessing (laughs) this conversation you know what is your experience inside of that
2: yeah what what came up for me while you were saying that is that at some point and maybe not even maybe even before man even was part of the equation but the energies the pendulum of the energies has been swinging and uh, because you see it on small scale in society the oppressed eventually get tired of being oppressed and they rise up and then they overthrow and then they want to be the ones holding the power so this idea that at one point the feminine held the power right we saw it back in the days of of cleopatra and before the feminine did hold the power and i think it became kind of similar to what it is today where it's like we're in charge you serve us we don't appreciate you you have to serve us and that pendulum swung when they realized that they could take them physically. We can dominate you physically. So we're going to do that, take some power back. And now we're going to dominate. And I think it looks uglier when the masculine does it from the outside, but I'm not sure that it feels any worse. And now that it's swinging back, I agree that the, the word of caution is let's work together to stop the pendulum in the middle where everybody is rising, where everybody is being their authentic self and and serving their authentic purpose, which will fill you, you know, your authentic purpose. You don't have to be in charge to be filled by your authentic purpose. So I do believe that, that what we're experiencing is a, a swing of the pendulum that maybe we experienced in previous lifetimes and maybe not, but it's this, coming back to center. And I, I think that we're ready for it. I think that, you know, as far as on a, on a more universal scale, we've, we've had one experience, we've had the other experience, and now it's time to bring it to the middle. And and I agree. I, I hear so many people say the words, right? Together we rise, together we rise. But then when you try to step in, into collaboration with them even on a 3d level the the scarcity starts to kick in the fears are still there that there's not really enough space for everybody so if there's only if if the spiritual community is small and too many of us are trying to teach well then you're going to take my students and then I'm not going to have money and that's what it always comes back to mm-hmm. it always comes back to money scarcity So, yeah, I mean, it's just part of the process for all of us. We're working through these things and we're all preparing all of the teachers out there. Like we've kind of been singing to the choir or preaching to the choir for the last few years because those people that have had their eyes open want to do more. They want to share that message. And there's. So it it is getting a little saturated, but that's because we're preparing. We're preparing for the great awakening when every last one of us times another thousand is going to be needed and wanted to help bring people up to speed you know the 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 balance is already shifting the away from from this patriarchal way away from power over to power within and the balance of masculine and feminine so that balance is shifting How many of us is it going to take to catch that pendulum in the middle and stop it from going too far the other way? Mm, Yeah. So that is what like, yeah, right now there's maybe there's not millions of people lining up for all the people that want to share their messages, healers and teachers, but the day's coming. So sharpen your swords, hone your message. Don't be scared. Your abundance is going to be overflowing. If you clear those wounds, if you let go of those fears, fear will mess it up every time. So that's really the work. I mean, that's where I would challenge people to go is go to your fears because your fears are what's messing up the collaboration. Your fear is what messing up your elevation. It always comes back to fear. That fear will show its face in anger. It'll show its face in frustration. It'll show its face in in reactions that are come like that. If something happens and you react like this, that's not action with purpose. That is your wounds. That is your animalistic reptile brain, the ego, whatever word you want to give it. That's a lash out for survival. And that survival instinct is based off of a, a fear. Something that has been done or said is causing you to fear for your own safety, your own well-being. So anytime you're acting from that reaction, that's your opportunity. Like the the emotions are amazing because they're our pathway to find all the wounds. Mm -hmm. Feel the emotion, step into the emotions, but you're not the emotion. And that's how we can work through those things to start owning who we are without all the garbage on the mirror distorting the picture. That will clean up our message and that will prepare us To truly come together, without the garbage in between us, when the world turns and says, "Well, if this is wrong, what's right?"
1: Yeah, and that that fear, you know, as it relates to this sort of this revolution that we're in right now, is really shame, isn't it? Right, that that shame that that we all hold collectively, that shame of what we know we've done, right? Of how we know we've gone against ourselves and each other, how we have used our power, as you said, power over versus power within. Um, That shame is what I sort of see activated in a lot of men that step into a spiritual community. And and I see a lot of women in turn seeking to find their power by shaming men, right? And so to me, the, the first step to clearing, as you said, that garbage between us is clearing the garbage between the masculine and feminine inside of us, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how do we best do that? but to forgive, right? There's a a beautiful ceremony that I love doing in Teo at the place of fire, in the Plaza of Fire, which I also call the Plaza of Heart. And I love carrying on this tradition that Miguel did for, for our groups back in the beginning of asking the women He would separate the women and the men in this place and i don't know what he said to the men (laughs) i know what i say to the men it's beautiful but to the women he would say on behalf of all the men please please forgive me and it was such a powerful healing for me to forgive all the men and it wasn't until years later that I really had to look at, oh, wait a minute, hold up that mirror to the inside. I, I've forgiven the masculine out there um, again and again and again, <laughs> to the g- degree that they, they can almost do no wrong, right? There's not a there's not a judgment there, right? Yet I, I discovered that I was still shaming that masculine inside of me. And not so much that I was shaming him, but he, was very full of shame inside of me that he couldn't protect me that he um, that he wasn't a man for me and we can see that that imbalance in in so many women that maybe have done a lot of the work externally in their relationship with men but have they really taken that internally and really looked at their own masculine energy and 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 how is it feeling? Are they really letting letting that energy uh, be in its fullness? I, I wasn't. I thought I was tomboy, right? Of course, I thought, well, oh, I've got the masculine energy down. I'm good to go. But it turned out it was my feminine masquerading at the masculine, right? Because the feminine, much like in the exterior world, what my internal feminine had done was, oh, well, you can't protect me. Just take a back seat. I got this, right? You, can't, you don't know where you're lost. Give me the map. I'll get us there, right? So it was really the feminine masquerading as the masculine. So it was just this interesting sort of detangling of those energies inside of me so that I could find that place of like, wow, what needs to be forgiven here, right? What energies need to be given back? And what energies need to be taken home, right? And I feel that in that place of fire, I feel that is such a beautiful mirror for the men and the women that come on these journeys to have that. Okay, let's release the external. And now, you know, with the way I do it is we do the external, and then now ask the masculine inside of you, you know, forgive him you know, and you know the conversation that I have with the men in that place is very much, yeah I mean, yes, on behalf of all women, please forgive me on, on behalf of all mothers, please forgive me. And yet the message that I find more often than not is not so much that the men are needing to forgive the women. They're seeking permission to be men. You know, to be what they are, and that's more often than not the message that I find coming out of me to the men in that place, to give them that permission and and actually to beg them, please, <laughs> pretty pretty please with a cherry on top, you know, be a man. And I know that that's really really healing for the men. And then again, reflecting that to the inside, you know, to what aspects of how how do they need to sort of disentangle their internal feminine and masculine and and heal that union inside of them. So, yeah, together we rise and let's mean it. You know, let's mean it. So that's one of the many reasons I'm very excited for the the two of you. Like this, this is a never before. It's not so much that I've never had uh, a mask, a man as a co-teacher. You know, I used to work with Lee McCormick we were a great duo, a great team. Uh, and uh, again, it's so beautiful, a, a, a masculine, very masculine reflection um, in him and a very feminine reflection in me. So it was really, really beautiful. Um, but what is new is this masculine, feminine union as a reflection for the group, as a container unto itself for the group, for this journey. So I, I'm really excited for, for that you know, that the two of you bring <laughs> together and, and you two really do this beautiful dance in your masculine and feminine, which is really a sign of how much you've owned that within yourself, that there really is a true harmony of masculine and feminine within each of you internally, that you're able to then be so flexible with each other, right? That maybe, you know, Seth can be maybe more in his feminine in a moment and needs you to hold more of a guardian space, more of a protector space for him in that moment, or at least maybe not need you to, but that that supports his process, right? And that that doesn't change the dynamic for you guys. It's a flow, right? You step in, you step out, step around <laughs> you step down and step up and and that's a beautiful dance that is so rare to find in couples that they can be so flexible with that with each other so I love that I love that
2: Yeah, well, I have to give a lot of the credit to Angel for that <laughs> she's the one that brought awareness to me for that I just kind of showed up and she was the one who really was like hey this is this is what we're doing this is what's happening this is how this is working this is because of the work that she's done
0: but what's amazing about it is that he was open like you said if if, if they're not open and they're not open to receive the medicine you can't have that dance you know it's like literally if you're on a dance floor would you like to dance no thanks okay right it, it has to be two yeses And we just keep saying yes. And he's he's taught me as much as I've taught him. It it has it it is it is a beautiful dance, and I am very grateful.
2: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would I'd be lying if I didn't say sometimes I struggle to create boundaries within myself around being the shaman and being the husband. I can (laughs) yes, yeah. So, but it's but it's (laughs) the language is there too, where she's allowed to say too much. I'm like, 10. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> Stop challenging me. And then I go, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. But when you have that clear communication, and you find ways to to say too much without without the anger or without the emotion coming in, it's like, okay, got it. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. We can revisit that later. Like, we're able to bounce like that. And it is the communication, for sure. And like you said, when you've done so much work, it's it's that muscle memory. It just kind of becomes your norm after a while. In the beginning, it's really hard, just like when you're learning anything else. Like right now, we are on a Spanish kick. We're, we're learning Spanish, and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And, and there wasn't, an, you know, I was more inspired when, you know, you were channeling Sarita and had me in that hug and she was speaking through you in Spanish and I could feel it but I wanted the words (laughs) right and so we came I came home and I'm like that's it number two that I need to learn Spanish and we're doing this so I think I think today in my hour lesson I think we're on I'm on day 55 streak and you're up in the 70s or something
2: yeah yeah committed to it
0: yeah and so and eventually just like you because you had to do that too now it's second nature and you just do it and relationship and communication is the same thing
1: yeah yeah and and it it really really is like a, a reflection of the relationship that you each have with yourself right that's I mean that's everything you know my my former husband we had a beautiful dance like that and and he had never picked up a spiritual book, or, you know, he was, he said, Oh, I'm not, I'm not a sheep. I don't do that. He very much respected me and my path and everything that I had done. Yet, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't his way. And he was very masculine, but also was so flexible. And, you know, the rest of the world might not have seen that in him (laughs) but at home you know he loved his hallmark movies (laughs) crying (laughs) and you know and he just would get really really soft with me and you know and I can remember when he was injured and and later when he was sick and you know there was just a softness that he was willing to surrender to and and likewise it wasn't a challenge for me to step up you know I was like all right well I'll take care of the things that you can't take care of right now I'll go split the wood and you know, I'll up my income because that's what we need. And, you know, like it, it, it's, it's okay, you know, and there he was doing laundry and preparing meals because he could do that. You know, now we're just talking traditional roles, but really underneath that was the energy. It was that softness of, of, you know, being a nurturer and also a protector, you know, it, those two energies are so closely, you know, like almost synonymous with each other, but they're a little bit different. Right. And so anyway, yeah, it's a beautiful dance and it's, it's rare, <laughs> mostly because I think it's it rare to find the individuals that have really created that union, that balance of a union of masculine, feminine within themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate reflection and you know we see it in you too and that's why i'm so excited to to do the dance with you too yeah 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 Yeah. we're just coming up to our hour here and i just want to thank you so much for all your wisdom and reflection and so excited to have you with us today
2: yeah always super honored to be here
0: yeah so until
1: next time love yeah, thank you so much for having me again, and I can't wait till next
0: time. <laughs> All our love. All our love. And love
1: you.
0: Thank you for sharing your time and energy with us. The best way to help us spread this message is to rate, review, and subscribe. If this episode impacted you in any way, share it with others. Post about it on social media, or share your experience in the comments. We look forward to sharing space with you again soon. Until then blessings on your journey.